Today is the 14th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you today, St. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I trust that love is abounding everywhere around you. And I guess it's the day of romance as well. And so I hope that that is in your life, if it should be. It's in my life. And so uh, Valentine's greetings to my, my precious. My Valentine for most of my life. My precious Jill. So happy Valentine's Day to Jill. And happy Valentine's Day to you. I'm glad that we have this time together around the global campfire to take the next step forward. And our step forward today is in the book of Exodus. We're still kind of, uh, we're kind of laying out all of the different pieces, items that will be used in ritual worship as the children of Israel are being remade. And the law is being given at Mount Sinai. So today, Exodus chapter 37 and 38. Bezalel built a chest of acacia wood 110 centimeters long, 66 centimeters wide, and 66 centimeters high. He covered it inside and out with pure gold and put a gold edging around the top. He made four gold rings and attached one of them to each of the four legs of the chest. Then he made two poles of acacia wood, covered them with gold, and put them through the rings so the chest could be carried by the poles. The entire lid of the chest, which was made of pure gold, was the place of mercy. On each of the two ends of the chest, he made a winged creature of hammered gold. They faced each other, and their wings covered the place of mercy. Bezalel built a table of acacia wood 88 centimeters long, 44 centimeters wide, and 66 centimeters high. He covered it with pure gold and put a gold edging around it with a border 75 millimeters thick. He made four gold rings and attached one to each of the legs near the edging. The poles for carrying the table were placed through these rings and were made of acacia wood covered with gold. Everything that was to be set on the table was made of pure gold. The bowls, plates, jars, and cups for wine offerings. Bezalel made a lampstand of pure gold. The whole lampstand, including its decorative flowers, was made from a single piece of hammered gold, with three branches on each of its two sides. There were three decorative almond blossoms on each branch and four on the stem. There was also a blossom where each pair of branches came out from the stem. The lampstand, including its branches and decorative flowers, was made from a single piece of hammered pure gold. The lamp and its equipment, including the tongs and trays, were made of about 35 kilograms of pure gold. For burning incense, Bezalel made an altar of acacia wood. It was 45 centimeters square and 90 centimeters high, with each of its four corners sticking up like the horn of a bull. He covered it with pure gold and put a gold edging around it. Then below the edging on opposite sides, he attached two gold rings through which he put the poles for carrying the altar. 
These poles were also made of acacia wood and covered with gold. Bezalel mixed the sacred oil for dedication and the pure spices for the sweet-smelling incense. Bezalel built an altar of acacia wood for offering sacrifices. It was two and a quarter meters square and 1.34 meters high, with each of its four corners sticking up like the horn of a bull. And it was completely covered with bronze. The equipment for the altar was also made of bronze. The pans for the hot ashes, the shovels, the bowls, the meat forks, and the fire pans. About halfway up the altar, he built a ledge around it and covered the bottom half of the altar with a decorative bronze grating. Then he attached a bronze ring beneath the ledge at the four corners to put the poles through. He covered two acacia wood poles with bronze and put them through the rings for carrying the altar, which was shaped like an open box. Bezalel made a large bowl and a stand out of bronze from the mirrors of the women who helped at the entrance to the sacred tent. Around the sacred tent, Bezalel built a courtyard 44 meters long on the south and north and 22 meters wide on the east and west. He used 20 bronze posts on bronze stands for the south and north and 10 for the west. Then he hung a curtain of fine linen on the posts along each of these three sides by using silver hooks and rods. He placed three bronze posts on each side of the entrance at the east and hung a curtain 6.67 meters wide on each set of the posts. For the entrance to the courtyard, Bezalel made a curtain nine meters long, which he hung on four bronze posts that were set on bronze stands. This curtain was two and a quarter meters high, the same height as the one for the rest of the courtyard, and was made of fine linen embroidered and woven with blue, purple, and red wool. He hung the curtain on the four posts using silver hooks and rods. The pegs for the tent and for the curtain around the tent were made of bronze. Bezalel had worked closely with Aholiab, who was an expert at designing and engraving and at embroidering blue, purple, and red wool. The two of them completed the work that the Lord had commanded to be done. Moses put Aaron's son Ithamar in charge of the Levites, who kept record of the metals used for the sacred tent. According to the official weights, the amount of gold given was a ton, and the silver that was collected when the people were counted came to 3.4 tons. Everyone who was counted paid the required amount, and there was a total of 603,550 men who were 20 years old or older. 34 kilograms of silver were used to make each of the 100 stands for the sacred tent and the curtain. The remaining 30 kilograms of silver were used for the hooks and rods and for covering the tops of the posts. 2,425 kilograms of bronze were given, and it was used to make the stands for the entrance to the tent, the altar and its grating, the equipment for the altar, the stands for the posts that surrounded the courtyard, including those at the entrance to the courtyard, and the pegs for the tent and the courtyard. Matthew 28 The Sabbath was over, 
And it was almost daybreak on Sunday when Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. Suddenly, a strong earthquake struck and the Lord's angel came down from heaven. He rolled away the stone and sat on it. The angel looked as bright as lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards shook from fear and fell down as though they were dead. The angel said to the woman, Don't be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus who was nailed to a cross. He isn't here. God has raised him to life just as Jesus said he would. Come, see the place where his body was lying. Now hurry, tell his disciples he has been raised to life and is on his way to Galilee. Go there and you will see him. This is what I came to tell you. The women were frightened and yet very happy as they hurried from the tomb and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and greeted them. They went near him and held on to his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said, Don't be afraid. Tell my followers to go to Galilee. They will see me there. While the women were on their way, some soldiers who had been guarding the tomb went into the city. They told the chief priests everything that had happened. So the chief priests met with the leaders and decided to bribe the soldiers with a lot of money. They said to the soldiers, Tell everyone that Jesus' disciples came during the night and stole his body while you were asleep. If the governor hears about this, we will talk to him. You won't have anything to worry about. The soldiers took the money and did what they were told. The people of Judea still tell each other this story. Jesus' eleven disciples went to a mountain in Galilee where Jesus had told them to meet him. They saw him and worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came to them and said, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Go to the people of all nations and make them my disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to do everything I have told you. I will be with you always, even until the end of the world. Psalm 34, 11-22 Come, my children, listen as I teach you to respect the Lord. Do you want to live and enjoy a long life? Then don't say cruel things and don't tell lies. Do good instead of evil and try to live at peace. If you obey the Lord, He will watch over you and answer your prayers. God despises evil people, and he will wipe them all from the earth till they are forgotten. When his people pray for help, he listens and rescues them from their troubles. The Lord is there to rescue all who are discouraged and have given up hope. The Lord's people may suffer a lot, but he will always bring them safely through. Not one of their bones will ever be broken. Wicked people are killed by their own evil deeds, and if you hate God's people, you will be punished. The Lord saves the lives of His servants. Run to Him for protection, and you won't be punished. Proverbs 9, 9 and 10 
If you have good sense, instruction will help you to have even better sense. And if you live right, education will help you to know even more. Respect and obey the Lord. This is the beginning of wisdom. To have understanding, you must know the Holy God. Okay, so it's Valentine's Day, as we said a few minutes ago. Saying Valentine's Day is, uh, is a universal thing, so it's celebrated all around the world. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And this is the day we express love to, to our partners, to those who are significant in our lives. And as we concluded the Gospel of Matthew... And I forgot to mention that. We concluded the first of the Gospels today. So Matthew, well, we're closing the book on Matthew and we'll be opening the Gospel of Mark tomorrow. But as we conclude the Gospel of Matthew, we're reading this, this greatest love story, the greatest love gift that humanity has ever received, the gift of new life. And so Matthew ends with the story of the resurrection of Jesus and the final moments before he ascends to the Father. And we're told of the two women, the two Marys that are at the tomb and they get shocked by an angelic visitation. Don't be afraid. They're being told, which is kind of funny. Every, every time we find an angelic visitation in the Bible, people are falling to the ground and freaking out and they're saying, don't be afraid. But anyway, the, the women are being told, don't, don't be afraid. You're looking for Jesus. He was nailed to the cross, but he's not here. He's risen from the dead, just like he said. We should remember this as we walk through today and through this week and through this month. When, when we find ourselves becoming overwhelmed, right? when things are rising up in us like anxiety and it's churning wherever it sits in our bodies, it's like in my gut for me. And when we have this kind of sense of dread or apprehension or whatever, depression, whatever, we should remember this particular scene. Not because, wow, there's so much like theological stuff in here that we could mine, but it's, this is the turning of the tide. This is like the, the world hasn't been the same since this, since the resurrection of the risen Christ and our lives have hope because of that. And so as we read in the Gospel of Matthew, that news traveled pretty fast. Those who had conspired against Jesus, they had a counter story that was issued, which was accusing the followers of Jesus for, for invading and stealing the body and faking, faking this, but I mean, we're, we're here. It's been a couple thousand years. We're, it, it doesn't seem like the counter story stuck to the degree that it unsettled what the resurrection actually ignited in the world because, because the world had changed. Everything had changed. We watched Jesus trust his father all the way to death, into death, and he returned victorious with life. And that has changed the world in each of us. And then in this last scene, Jesus says that he has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. 
And then he bestows this. Therefore, because of this, go, make disciples of all the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teach them to obey the commands I've given you. And remember, I'll, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. Like, that's probably, like, that's probably the best Valentine's Day message ever, right? I will never leave you even to the end of the world. So let's take that as we move into our Valentine's Day and receive it from Jesus. And so Jesus, we do. We take that on this day. You will never leave us. You are with us always, even to the end of the world. And we return that love. And ah, when we think of that kind of commitment, that kind of devotion, that kind of love, and then we think about our love for you, it's like embarrassing, maybe even humiliating. The way you have loved us and the way we have loved you are vastly different. And we recognize that on this day of love. And we extend our hearts to you in worship. We love you and we thank you for placing people, those in our lives that you've given us to love, that you've sent us to love. And we also recognize that we haven't always done a good job of that either, any more than we've done a good job of loving you and we recognize the damage we've done. We also acknowledge the love that we have. And we say, come Holy Spirit and live and love through us that we might be your hands and feet, that we might extend your love to each other. Perfect love. Pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That's home base. It's the website. And it is indeed where you find out what's going on around here. So check it out. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are resources there. There are a bunch of different categories that you can look in. Things things to wear, things to journal with, things to write with, um, books to read and take deeper dives into, into things, videos to watch, coffee and tea to drink, hats to wear. Yeah, check it out. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop at dailyaudiobible.com or in the Daily Audio Bible app. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you, humbly, deeply. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Where the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that is it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. 
Hello, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Diana, his dearly beloved, calling from Washington State. I just finished listening to the February 9th podcast and heard Desert Rose from Los Angeles call in. She said that she had just dropped her ex-husband off at the airport. They're going through a divorce and um, that he was going to start a new life and that she um, was really sad about this. Um, She loved him dearly, but she was not calling in um, with request to save the marriage um, because she felt a strong conviction um, that she was headed in the right direction and needed to to, to go the way that she is going and that um, her husband had decided to no longer continue in the faith and that she um, was just praying for comfort and um, peace for her heart. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing for you. I went through a divorce 15 years ago. Um, We've been married 25 years. I loved him dearly. We dated eight years before that, met when we were 13, and he had decided to turn his back on his faith and to um, start a new life across the country. So I will be praying for you. Things will get better. Um, The first couple of years were very hard for me. In fact, there's no way I could have dropped him off at the airport so soon. In fact, we didn't really even talk for about five years, but um, we are now both... uh, co-grandparenting our grandson, um, even lived a bit together with my daughter to help do this. And I will be praying for you. I love you. I will be thinking about you and praying for you. You will get through this. Take care. Good morning, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Karen in Florida. I just wanted to call in and pray for Nate and his brother, Jordan. Nate, I heard you today. And uh, I I feel your pain, but it's not easy watching the people we love the most go through this. And I just want to lift up your brother. Lord, I just pray for Jordan right now. Oh, Father, you know all the things in his heart that have led him to this place. The enemy has gotten a hold of him and and uh, I just pray for his heart that you would heal his broken heart, heal him from all the trauma in his life, all the things that have taken him to this place of relying on a drug to take away the pain. I just pray, Father, that that Jordan would turn to you. I pray that you would appear in his heart, just to appear to him in a way that, that he would know that you are real and that you are God and that you love him and that you see him, for you are the God that sees. Just intervene, Lord. Just give Nate strength to continue to pray for his brother every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, DAB family, it's Abba's daughter, Sadie M. I'm listening to the Saturday, February 10th recording. And Dr. John, I heard your prayer request towards the end of the recording about your daughter's, or sorry, daughter-in-law's mother, Margarita, having cancer. 
And my own mother, it was given the, the word that she probably has cancer um, uh, on Wednesday, February 7th. And so I'm right there with you. I'm in the trenches with you praying. And I want to take both Margarita and my mom, Brooke, to the Lord, our healer, Jehovah Rapha. Lord, Abba Father, we come to the courts of heaven on bended knee. We come before you just asking and pleading and thanking you that you already know the needs of our amazing warriors, Lord. These people with cancer are true warriors, God. We ask you to give them the strength for the fight. Give them trust in you. Give them faith and hope in you, even in the hardest times when they feel weak and burnt out and worn out from cancer treatments. Lord, we pray that you would destroy every cancer cell in both Brooke and Margarita's bodies, that they may continue to live for you, Lord. Please let this journey, this fight, bring them closer to you. Let them become warriors for you as they have been warriors through cancer. Lord, we pray for the prognosis for my mother, Brooke. You already know it. You'll be in the room with us next Wednesday. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Dr. John, keep us updated. We pray. Hello, DAB family. God bless you all. Laura from Colorado, you had called in regarding your 91-year-old stepmom who had been in the hospital um, because of a fall and that you are wondering about her salvation because it is not known um, where she stands with that and that she's fearing death. Father God, we come before you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father God, you desire for none to perish, Father God. Father God, we ask you, Father God, to visit her. Visit her, reveal yourself to her, make yourself known in such a way, Father God, that she will receive her found salvation, Father God, her foundation in you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. For it is never too late as long as we are still breathing, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you in advance, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Bill from South Carolina, you know, first time caller you have been a long listener thank you for calling in um you called in saying that you were going to divorce court you know of course there's lots of emotions feeling sadness frustration you know but thank god that you're amicable and you're both trying to co-parent um father god i ask you father god to open up Bill's eyes to the beautiful possibilities, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. And even with this, Father God, your hands are not too short that you cannot turn this around and bring the love back into their hearts, Father God, greater than the one that they had ever known for one another, Father God, because you can do all things except fail, Father God, in the name of Jesus. May your peace be there, Father God. May they both, Father God, know you in such a way, Father God, in in the name of Jesus, that they know that no matter what, that you are there holding their hands. In the name of Jesus, Esther from Woodhaven, New York. I love you.